You are now listening to the Derek's Mega Bowl Podcast. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. It's my quarterback. You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. With your host, Derek Hubbard, Eric Barsh, and Jake Smith. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Welcome back. We are back. It's been a long hiatus from us, longer than planned, but we are freaking back. We're better than ever. We're older. We're wiser, in better shape, smarter. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. But we're back, and it's not called the Derek's Mega Bowl Podcast anymore. Right now, we switched it up. We are going to go to the Mega Fantasy Football Podcast. You can still view our uh, previous episodes, the Derek's Mega Bowl Podcast, under our new title, Mega Fantasy Football po- Podcast. This is episode 23, the first one of the 2023 season. And it's been, I promise you guys, we'll be back end of February early March, take about a two month break. Well, it's been about a six month break, but we're better. We're, we're here. I'm Derek Hubbard. I'm your host. Alongside of me, as always, we have Eric Barsh, Jake Smith. You two look like you're in good shape. You guys look like you've been training for this podcast. Eric, been uh, grooming that beard a little bit. I actually just got fitted just last week for the respirators at work. So ah. you know, keep, keep the mustache for a little while anyway. Yeah. Jake, you've been running. You've been you've been running, getting ready for this podcast. Don't, don't be telling people I've been running. Your heart rate's below 50. People don't see me, but like resting heart rate. God, you're in great shape, man. Sure. You should be wearing a cutoff today. You know that? I was earlier. I mean it cooled down when it was hot. I was showing the guns. Man. Today's been like the first day that it's been under 90 degrees in what two months? Feels nice. Love- no. Really good today. Let's keep that hot weather. No. There's nothing better than going for a three-mile run when it's like 95 degrees. You get back, sweaty balls, feeling like you accomplished I, something. I run a treadmill. <laughs> you, have to run, so, you have to run outside, Jake. You have to no. run away from home to run back home. No. Yeah. So here's my reasoning. My reasoning is if you run outside, you can always come up with an excuse not to run. There's always an excuse when you're outside to not run. Like you can con yourself in, be like, oh, well, it's too hot. It's too cold. It's raining. Uh, the winter time. Oh, it's too dark out. Like there's always an excuse. When you're on a treadmill, there's no excuse. You get on it, you do your thing, and you get off of it every day. That's for okay. me. That's I would that's say just- it's the opposite, though. Like if you're on a run, you probably have to turn around and get back. So you were forced to come. If I'm no, on a treadmill, I'm, I'm I could just like, like to stop. even start the run. To even start the run, there's always an excuse not to go do it. For me, I I get it to start the process, but once you get on a run, I feel like if I'm on a treadmill and I get tired three quarters of a mile in, and I'm like, you know what, this is good enough for today. I can pull the plug and be done. Whereas if I go three quarters of a mile away from home, well, now it's gonna be a mile and a half because I gotta get back home. I, That's that's the way saying, that, that's what helps me. But. There's some really negative demons up in my head at five o'clock <laughs> in the morning. And they they do a very good job of convincing me not to go work out. <laughs> and if, if 
the more excuses there are, you know, the easier it is to not even get out of bed. If that's that, guess that's what I mean. Like, if all I got to do is roll downstairs and hop on a treadmill, I can con myself into doing that in the morning. And right. that's why you look as sexy as you do, man. Well, I'm in shape. I'm ready for this podcast. It's been a long time coming. We've been talking about it. We've been trying to come up with a new name. We're still not sold if it's going to be the Mega Fantasy Football Podcast. But uh, we had to get away from the Derek's Makeable Podcast. We'll still, you know, discuss the Derek's Makeable Season 4 during the season. But this kind of frees us up a little bit. This We can get into Dynasty Talk. We can do a Redraft Talk. And we can talk about, the, like I said, Makeable uh, Season 4. But just opens up a little more avenues for us. Today, we're going to, you know, kind of discuss some of the big headline news that has happened this offseason. We're going to discuss the season four Megable, you know, the settings, you know, some strategies to look at, and then we're going to get into a rookie rundown. I don't know if it was episode 20. It was the end of December. We broke down our top seven dynasty rookies. So Eric and Jake did super flex setting. I did just a one quarterback setting. We're going to revisit that and look at uh, how I don't want to say how well we did, how poorly we did. And then we're going to kind of give you guys our top seven right now in both of those settings. And then we will also give you some sleepers to look um, to see if they're on your waiver wire. If they are, uh, scoop them up. So like I said, episode 23, we're back. Our goal is to provide you guys an episode once a week. Um, my hope is to provide it or put it out every Monday morning. So it's available for when you guys wake up. Whether we record it Sunday night or Friday night, it's always going to be available Monday mornings until the regular season. Then we'll we'll kind of switch it up. So headlines this offseason. Big move. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. We've kind of been hearing this all year long. We heard it all last year that Aaron Rodgers was going to leave the Packers. I was kind of unsure if it actually happened or not. Him and Cobb had kind of had their walk-off together on their last game against Lions arm to arm and I kind of thought that was it but then you just never know with Rodgers but he actually did make the move to New York we'll see how well that works out on paper that team looks Super Bowl contenders you know you got Brees Hall if he assuming he comes back Garrett Wilson they traded away their best wide receiver in Elijah Moore but you added every other Packer wide receiver and Randall Cobb Alan Lazard the list goes on. I think they've added at least eight different Packer players to that roster, but you have a stellar defense, should be a stellar offense. Aaron Rodgers last year, though, and I kind of want to get you guys' feedback on this. Aaron Rodgers last year, not that MVP Rodgers that we're used to. He didn't put up fantasy-worthy starting numbers as compared to previous years. More interceptions than typical. And I think a lot of it had to do with his young receivers. He didn't have a good rapport with them, but he's going into a situation once again, he's going to have a new guy in Garrett Wilson, who's probably going to be the top receiver. We all assume he's going to be the top wide receiver. He brings in Alan Lazard, who he knows. There's still Corey Davis on the roster. What do you guys think about Aaron Rodgers this upcoming season? Is he a, we'll say a QB one, top 12 QB going into the season? I think he's borderline. QB one this year. He, I mean, last year he had, he had a down year last year. I think he finished as like QB 13 or 14, which last year was a down year for all quarterbacks. But I mean, 
this is going to be one of the best. I mean, I don't want to say it's the best situation that he's ever had, but it's a great situation, great running backs, which I know he had that in Green Bay too, but Garrett Wilson, a great young wide receiver. Christian Watson was that too, I guess, last year. He had his shiny moments, but he has his guys. He picked and chose. He wanted Lazard. He wanted Cobb. He wanted these guys over here to help him or or just be on the team with him. And um, with Nathaniel Hackett, I think that comfortability will definitely help too. So, yeah, I think there's a there's such a large group of quarterbacks that is could be from say QB eight to fifteen that I just don't know how you really rank them. But I could easily see Rodgers being uh, QB six to eight. Right, right now going into the season on Fantasy Pros, he is the QB fifteen, which I think is pretty fair. At this point, I see him. Uh, I see him higher than that. I see him, you know, at least top ten. Um, you know, I, I I think you know that eight range is probably where you see him. You see a lot of quarterbacks go on to their second team like this, especially a team like the Jets that is set up for success. Um, I, I I think you see him have a really good season this year. Right. A lot better than the last couple, even though right. he won MVP two years ago. I agree with you, Jake. I I think. They've already said it's Aaron Rodgers is going to call the offense this year. And if that's the case, we've seen this before. When he gets down at the goal line, the red zone, how many times has he ever handed off? And if it's a handoff, it's that little shovel that's counted as a pass. He's going to pad his stats. And you know, I'm glad to shove it to Green Bay. I'm glad that you brought that up because a lot of people are really high on Brees Hall. You know, regardless of the injury, how you feel about that. I think you see some regression from the RB spot for the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. At and I also think with Brees Hall, they're going to slowly bring him back. You don't you don't just come. They said, I read a report today that they expect him to be ready week one, full go. How many times did those running backs come right away? They usually pull hamstring. Yeah, I mean, what did I say last year? I think I told you guys <laughs> some stat that players that come back week one after an ACL tear, 25% of them ha- always have a hamstring injury. It was some odd stat. Uh, JK Dobbins. And then he did. Yeah. It. Like, yeah. And then it's oh. just crazy. So to rush him back and they got that rookie running back out of Pittsburgh, who I think will help, you know, you saw Michael Carter on the team. You got bam Knight. I, I, I think they'll be fine as a team, but fantasy wise, I just don't, I don't, I'm predicting that there won't be a startable, um, running back on on the Jets this year for fantasy. I think there'll be a startable one. I think you can definitely expect regression compared to the way Brees Hall started last year. Obviously, he came onto the scene and you're like, oh, wow, this is why he was RB1 and maybe even overall pick number one in the rookie draft last year in Dynasty. Yep. Oh, yeah. yep. But yep. I, th- I don't think he gets the same workload for all the reasons you guys are saying, coming back from an ACL. But at the same rate, you have to look to with Aaron Rodgers instead of Zach Wilson, you're going to have a lot more scoring opportunities too. So maybe he gets goal line work. It's hard to say because also, like you said, Aaron Rodgers doesn't hand the ball off down there at the goal line. He likes to throw it. So maybe they, maybe they put Michael Carter in and he dumps it off to Carter for touchdowns. It's hard to say, but I, I, I definitely agree. I think you do expect regression from Brees this year. Brees is going to be a big-time buy, I think, halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Because like you, like we've been talking about, I think it's going to be a slow comeback for him. And he might not score the touchdowns that he was doing, having the same yards per carry. 
you know, just getting the same workload that he was having. But it's a lot of it's because it's an it's going to be a new offense. It's going to be, you know, Rogers calling the shots and Brees Hall just coming back from injury. It's going to take some time. So if you're in dynasty, you know, and that Brees Hall manager might get a little scared. He, I mean, he might halfway through yep. the season. Go try to buy him, you know, because even at the end of the year, he could be the guy that wins you a Super Bowl on your team. You know, once he gets his feet under him, you just can't expect it in week one. It's just not what? fair. It's not fair to Bruce Hall. It's not fair. Go ahead and buy him. I'm yeah. So where he's being drafted. Stock. Right. So right now, if I can get over. The last six weeks are the most important, not the first six. Right. So he's RB11 in the redraft. Overall, he is. Where is he at? What are some running backs around him? Just curious. So, yep. So he's projected to be a second round pick. He's the 19th projected player in a PPR scoring. So guy that went ahead of him, two running backs. Well, reminder, Stevenson, Nick Chubb, Derek Henry went right in front of him, behind him. You got Najee Harris, ETN, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon. We still don't know what's going on with Joe Mixon, but yeah, I mean, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Maurice Hall or Najee Harris? You're this is all redraft right yeah. now. Man, Just talking. I, those first three you said behind them, I'd rather have them. Yeah. But there's just so much uncertainty with all running backs. You name a running back, we can even say Christian McCaffrey. If you look at the last six games, he had one more carry than Elijah Mitchell. One more carry than Elijah Mitchell. And Christian McCaffrey is amazing. Yeah. But still, how many other than Derrick Henry? How many bell cow running backs are there? How much longer is Derrick Henry going to last? Is I don't know. Like I was watching him do 42? legs today. Dude is. Big dude. He's a cyborg, man. He's, he is. He's pretty... Where do you guys write Garrett Wilson? So, obviously, Justin Jefferson, Re- Jamar Chase. redraft or what? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk in megaball settings. You know. Okay. You know let... I have a list up in front of me. No, no, no. I'll, I'll say. So, right now. Garrett Wilson is the 24th. He's the wide receiver 10. So wide receivers ahead of him, Amon Ra and St. Brown. We got A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, CeeDee Lamb. Right behind him, you have Jalen Waddell, T. Higgins, Devontae Adams, or Devontae Smith. Garrett Wilson, by the end of the season. So you have Justin Jefferson. You have Jamar Chase. They're a tier of their own. Could he be the one? And you maybe have CeeDee Lamb, Cooper Cup, Diggs. Does Garrett Wilson reach that second tier, or does he start knocking on the door of tier one by the end of the season? Because you saw what he did with, with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White last year. Oh, and he still is a stud. I, I think we could be next year at this time in Dynasty saying he is right there or just a little bit behind the big two. I think I think you have to keep him behind the big two um, until, he, until he shows it for multiple years. But I think the one thing people aren't thinking about, and this is, this is redraft, so yes, I guess if we're talking dynasty, it's completely different because who's his quarterback in two years? Yeah. It might be Zach Wilson again. 
that would be my only hesitation in Dynasty. As for redraft, yeah, I think he's I, he's, I think he's got to be in the discussion for top five. Yeah. I'll tell you what, in the Mega Bowl, you know, coming back, I have pick one, which is I'd rather be that 10 to 12 range because, yeah, I might get Patrick Mahomes, but coming back, not really looking forward to it. If Garrett Wilson's there, I'm ecstatic. You said you said he's at 10 right now, right? Wide receiver 10. I mean, I think his floor is eight. Yeah, I yeah. I would take him over AJ Brown because AJ Brown still has Devontae Smith as competition. Yeah. And you don't know. I I guess, you know, Hertz had a phenomenal season, played amazing, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna keep planting my flag and I just don't believe it. Give it time. I, I think that you want to talk about a regression. That's a big guy. That's that's yeah. a player I think that's going to have regression. So, all right, let's keep going on. Another big player, another big quarterback that stayed with his team, and that's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson signs a very rich, wealthy deal to stay with the Baltimore Ravens. Not only that, he gets some weapons. So it's now not just the Bateman show, even though Bateman plays has played like two games each year. But he gets rookie Zay Flowers and OBJ to go along with Mark Andrews and hopefully a healthy J.K. Dobbins. And not only that, they get rid of Greg Roman, bring in a new OC who wants to throw the ball. What are you guys thinking on Lamar Jackson this year? Are you buying the dip that he's going to be back to that elite status or is he going to be middle of the pack again? Elite status meaning you got Mahomes. You got Josh Allen, you got Hertz, and let's say he's right there with them. Uh, so Lamar didn't play the last five games of the season last year. He still is quarterback 14. Right. Uh, so, you know, when we talk about this, when we're talking about fantasy football in June. We're not going to bring up all oh, well injuries. No, you know, that's kind of, you can't talk about that. But he's not hurt all, all year next year. He's like, his floor is probably five or six. Yeah. Yeah, you would assume so. But do you trust him to stay last two seasons? Hasn't been able to stay healthy. Can't talk about injuries in June. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're going off of trust, no, I don't trust him. But you, ha- you have to rank him there because of what he his potential is. I mean, he has one of the best fantasy football seasons of all time. And what was like, it was like 2019 or 2020, whatever it was. But second he, did, year. He, he ruined fantasy teams last year. He By not playing the last five games of the season, the playoffs, he just wrecked people. So if you had him last year, you're probably pretty down on him right now. That's what, you know, I, I agree. But that's where... We we discussed this last year in one of the podcasts, but when you draft a guy like that in redraft, whether it be Jalen Hurts or it's Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields or any of them running quarterbacks like that, you have to have a backup plan and you have to grab someone late. And it it, it just is it, because it's exactly what you just said can happen to you. He can sure. win you the first six weeks and he can lose you the last six weeks. And then it's like, well, was that worth it? No, it wasn't worth it. You just, 
gave me blue balls. So yeah, no. I guess the the question is though, you know, if you're drafting him like a top five quarterback, when you could have had like a Trevor Lawrence who's going to play every single game next year. And Trevor Lawrence, what's Trevor Lawrence going right now? Would you rather have that He's a, high he, floor or high ceiling? I'd rather Lamar Jackson than Trevor Lawrence. That's just me. I would, I mean, I mean I'm, I, not, I'm not I, as high on Trevor I Lawrence agree. as most people, but. I agree. Like, I mean, he's going to get, he's going to blow up. He's going to have huge games next year. I mean, it's just going to happen. He's going to have multiple 40-point games for you next year. It's, it's going to happen, but, yeah, the injuries is a. It is something that it's like you said though here in june you can't even talk about injuries because Tua's was a stub toe away from retiring joe burrow just tore his acl i mean justin fields but, got hurt last year jalen hurts got hurt at the end of the last year lamar jackson i mean everybody's getting hurt lamar jackson so, is a top five quarterback i agree when on the field yep but right now I'd, I'd probably put him at at, at four, honestly, behind Hertz, maybe five, maybe five behind Burrow, Hertz, Mahomes, and Allen. Do you want to know where he's ranked on Fantasy Pros? Yeah. Four behind Mahomes, Allen, Hertz. He's just ahead of Burrow, just ahead of Fields. So I could go either way on that. Yeah. Yep. I'd be. Fine. Yeah. I mean, the tier one, I think. Mahomes, Allen, and Hertz. That's probably everybody's tier one. But after that, the tier two is Jackson, Burrow, Fields, Herbert, Lawrence. Dak Prescott starts tier three. I mean, you could probably make that tier two even bigger. Because every yep. once you get to that point, they're so close in points. Yep. It just comes down to injuries. So all right, guys. This is a little off script right now. I have the five. I didn't 12. get a script, so I'm good. The final pick in a dynasty rookie draft is mine. That started a Saturday, and I just am on the clock. The final pick. So one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one flex, one <clears> tight end. <throat> then you got the kicker in the defense. All right, here are my options. And I'm going to let you guys make the pick. I'm tanking this year, so I'm rebuilding. We could go Kenny McIntosh out of Seattle. There's the guy that I want, Daneric Prince, the Chiefs running back. Also, you have a guy that I really, really like, and Zach Kuntz, the tight end out of uh, the Jets, who is a 6'8 athletic freak. Or we can go Justin Shorter, wide receiver for Buffalo. Where you guys going? They all Running suck. Backs, they all just suck. It's the fifth <laughs> round, the twelfth pick, the final pick. Or I could just grab my kicker right now because I don't have a kicker, and I'll just grab Moody, San Francisco's new kicker. But well, I also—that's the obvious choice. I I have also I'll have two bench spots that I can fill that I can get him with Fab. So which I guy? Would, I would probably, and I don't really know much about him. I haven't really done any research on him, but shorter just because he's maybe a year from Diggs being gone and he's got Josh Allen as his quarterback. If he shows any promise this year, 
maybe he's a one or at least the wide receiver two there, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Jake. Is it tight end premium? Nope. This league has been around for I think we're on year eleven. So we are very old school. Half point PPR. Because back then half point PPR was man, you were you guys should discuss you're out there. It's kind of hard Who's to change. I have Kyle Pitts and Michael Mayer that I just got this year. Okay, so you still need to tie that. Zach um, Tweet sucks. I watch video on him. I don't know. Throw it up with Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get – it's half PPR, so you need red zone targets. They need a big guy to throw the ball to. I'd go Coons. You go Coons? Well, that means all three of us chose someone different. <laughs> Well, that's, right. Good. that's good. All right, Eric, pick a number one, two, or three. Three, obviously. Justin Shorter, it is. Justin Shorter. Draft it. Oh, wrong guy. Finish it. Draft. Oh, shit. I thought maybe, <laughs> thought maybe you read that I did I draft the wrong guy. All. Yeah. All right, guys. Anything else off season, or should we move on? Where's Hopkins going to go? Where do you guys think? Or Delvin Cook? Where's going to be the landing spots for those those old boys? I could see Cook returning. I don't think anybody's going to pay him. And I, I think he's he's finding out the hard way like Zeke is. Nobody wants these old dogs. And nobody has cap space. Right. I mean, you know, I Dallas will take him. But somebody, like, yes. for veteran minimum. Right. What's he? What's he asking? Like four million or something? He wants. He wants. Was it four he wants million? to be paid. He wants to be paid ten million or so. Oh, Cook does. When you got That's Zeke out there, which Zeke is not at Cook's level right now, but Zeke still could be productive in the red zone. You still got Kareem Hunt, Leonard. Kareem Fournette. Hunt, Leonard Fournette. Like, why would you pay? And most of these teams that needed a running back, they drafted a running back. Right. So, just yeah, it should be interesting. I think Cook returns. I also think Zeke returns. Dallas, I've been saying that since he's been cut. Hopkins, though. Patriots? I really think he's going to. I think he's going to chase the money. I think all of this talk of he, he wants just wants to win. to win. He wants, you know, this quarterback, this quarterback. Nope. He's thinking of money. They all do most of the time. Yeah. I just don't know why you would at that age. I mean, he's made plenty of money in his life, his endorsements. Well, he got paid what? Eight? What did he get paid when he got cut? He got paid whatever. Yeah. So he's basically, you already got your salary for this year. Just I'm pick going a to team. KC. Give me Mahomes for a year. How much fun would that be? It'd be fun for all of us, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, we're out. everybody's still waiting on them. So, yep. all right. Season four of the Mega Bowl is here. We have 90-something people signed up so far, and we are still in June, which is great. A lot of new faces, a lot of people that I know that are going to play still sign up. So hopefully we break that 120 mark. We increase it. Hopefully maybe get to 140, 150 players would be fun. But the settings are different this year like they are every year. Um, it's going to be quite different, actually. Superflex. A lot of people in this league have already said they haven't played Superflex before. 
So super flex means in your one of your flex spots, you can play a quarterback, a wide receiver, a running back, or a tight end. So quarterbacks, a little bit more value. But the big kicker, two-point tight end premium. So guys like Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, Hawkinson, possibly Pitts, their value, big time skyrocketed. I was telling, uh, I'll finish the roster here before I get into this little talk. So this, the setup is one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, two flex, one super flex, one defense, because I love them defenses and Jake hates them. And then only five bench spots. And the reason I kind of made the bench spots a little bit lower is I want to see some more waiver wire interaction. I want to see some of these people have to make tough choices when their players get injured because there is no IR. I want to see somebody cut some stupid player in my division this year because I see seen a lot of that happen in other divisions. What, AJ I, Brown got cut a couple of years? Like, yeah. Can I make a recommendation? Can you change the free agent or the waiver wire bidding to not be at 2 a.m., please? Why? Make it like during the day when I'm not sleeping. Just make make your things the the night before. Oh, well, once it process, it's when I get it's whoever gets up early. Oh, early. oh, oh, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Well, then I'll get people complaining. Oh, I have to work. You know, I don't have access to my phone. It I mean, makes no difference if you do it at two a.m. or six a.m. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. All right, yeah, I'll make that change. Yeah. Sorry. All right, no, you're good. So it's going to be quite fun. Um, obviously, quarterbacks are going to go off right off the bat. But tight ends, I think, well, it's not I think. There better be a lot of tight ends going off the bat right away. So I was telling Eric and Jake this. I shared, I kind of went into stats and to see what the difference would be for tight ends. Some people said, oh, I'd maybe pick tight or Travis Kelsey with the number one pick. So then that's what made me dig into it. Like, okay, let me think about this. Two points per reception. Travis Kelsey stats last year. He would have been the wide receiver one over Justin Jefferson. And not only that, he would have scored 70 more points than Justin Jefferson. Which is freaking crazy. Hawkinson, who is the tight end three. George Kittle is the tight end too, but Hawkinson caught 40 more passes than George Kittle. With those 40 more passes and 80 more points, put him at wide receiver three. So with that said, not only are quarterbacks, you got to grab a quarterback, you better grab a tight end or you're screwed. So it's going to be kind of fun to see, you know, with these flex spots, I could see a lot of running backs just being passed up take the safety in the wide receiver, take the tight end points, grab your quarterbacks. And these guys, these wide receivers, like these Brees Halls, you know, we talked about, you know, running back 11. He could be a fifth or sixth round pick. If you think about it, Oops. running backs killed people last year. You think? Oh, yeah. I, for me, I had the number two pick and Jonathan Taylor fell to me and I was jumping out of my chair, like super excited. Then Javante Williams, my round two pick. Yeah. How did my Mega Bowl season freaking go? <laughs> you lost my wife in the playoffs. I did. At least I made the playoffs, but still. You it made was, the playoffs. I made the playoffs because I drafted Patrick Mahomes, which you guys bashed about. 
So what do you guys, I, what picks do you guys have? What kind of strategies? I know you guys have played super flex. You guys are in a super flex dynasty. Do you guys have any strategies that you want to share with people? So I, I, I don't know if you let everybody know, but um, we know already know like where we're picking and stuff. I don't know if we're going to share people with that, but I'm late. In the, I, don't care. It's, I don't care what people. You can tell okay, people. Yeah. Well, I'm like pick 10 in my division. So obviously Kelsey's not going to be there. Otherwise, Kelsey, number one, who, like wherever I'm picking, if that's where, if he follows me, I'm taking Kelsey automatically. It's not even a thought. It's easy decision. Um, otherwise, I'm, yeah, I'm going, going quarterback automatically. Best available right. quarterback. Eric, what pick do you have? Well, I'm pick number one. Oh, you're pick number one as well? Yeah, right? Oh. Or two. One or two. I think that's yeah. one. Because yeah. in, my, in my other redraft league, I'm number two, I'm second pick. So I think this – yeah, I think I'm first pick. I'm taking Mahomes. There's – I get the idea behind taking the tight end and how many more points that they'll score, but it's still super flex. You still need two of them. And you spot drafting that early because it's just that much longer until it gets back around to you. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I I can see both strategies and just going tight end right away and just drafting Kelsey or maybe even Andrews with Lamar Jackson. I don't know. It's just if one of them falls to me at the end of the second, then, yeah, obviously I'm going to pounce on it at, at that kind of value, which they won't. But I'll just take a couple late and and just go that route, I guess. But there's going to be some really good talent that's going to fall because of one, all the quarterbacks are going to go way up the board. And so are the tight ends. I mean, it's it's going to be crazy how this draft falls. It's going to be exciting. It's un, it's going to be so unpredictable. Yeah. Too. I mean, outside of Mahomes, probably Hurts and Allen, I would say those are going to be your top three. But after that, is that where you start considering Kelsey? Yep. I mean, outside. Okay, people are probably going to say Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Kelsey. Those are your non-quarterbacks that possibly can go in the first round. I wouldn't even say Christian McCaffrey at this point. I, I think you play it safe because I mean, McCaffrey's had injury. We don't like to talk about injuries, but you know, last year was the first full season he's actually played in however long. And he's getting older. I think he's what, 27, 28? Which oh, does, yeah. it's not old. But where do you start? Where would you guys start considering Kelsey? Do you After the big three quarterbacks? Personally, I would I, quarterback is so important in Superflex that Allen, Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, probably Lamar, maybe maybe even Herbert if you like him that much. Before I would even consider taking a tight end, even in even in this format, and I would not consider taking a running back until I'd have to look deep into it. But it'd be late second by the time I'd even consider taking a running back in this format because there's going to be five wide receivers I want before any running back, probably probably five tight ends and 15 quarterbacks. So, I'm taking Kelsey one automatically. It's not even, not even a thought. At the 101. Yep. So my question to you is, say you can have Kelsey, Daniel Jones as your QB1, or Patrick Mahomes and TJ Hawkinson 
what would you rather have? What combo? What makes you think you're going to get TJ Hagginson? Okay. Um, who else would go in he that? Said he said he was wide receiver three. Okay, I, so I gave you guys this example. I gave you QB one and tight end five versus five. last year was Mark Andrews. So we'll just say any tight end five this year. And I gave a base amount of points for both where they were at. And I gave you guys the QB 12 or QB, no, QB 14, because I figure they're everybody in round one, between one and two will have at least one quarterback. Some teams will have two quarterbacks. So you can take QB 14 or the tight end one and the tight end one. And the points scored, it was like 60 more points for taking the QB one and that tight end. That tight end five or six versus taking Kelsey and the quarterback, what, 14? Right. Sure, sure. I, I, I think if you have a back end second round pick, you might not get QB 14. There might be more than 14 gone by then. Yeah. Could be. I, I don't think so, but you, don't <laughs> never, you never know. Um, I, I like that. The example you gave Derek is great. Like, yeah. Oh my God. That makes you think that you should be, you should do that. Um, but if you could go through a draft and just handpick where guys are supposed to be when it comes back to you, it would, your team would be a lot better than when the actual snake draft where guys are getting sniped right before you. And then you're like, Oh, I was really counting on getting that guy. Right now I'm stuck with the next, you know, what's the drop off from like Hawkinson down to the next one. It's, you know, I don't know if there's a big drop off there, but there is a drop off in tight end where it does severely oh, yeah. often in points wise, you know, we also need to realize Kelsey had a career high in receptions and a career high in touchdowns last year. Is he going to put those same numbers up? What did they, what have they changed? What do you mean? I mean they have, had they don't have 20 more receptions last year. No, I mean, what have the chiefs changed to make you think that he wouldn't do it again? They got a healthy Justin Ross. He's going to take over the team. Yeah, sure. Maybe, I mean, maybe somebody's got to catch balls. Like yeah, that's a, yeah. Yeah, and, and Travis Kelsey at some point has to kind of fall off a little bit, a little bit, be 90% of what he is, 95%. Brady did it at 44, some point. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, and I think the team that wins it is going to be the guy that selects that late round tight end and that possibly can throw him as their flex. Like, let's say somebody gets Kelsey. And then let's say, I'm just going to say Tyler Higby, just first tight end, has a career year. And they drafted and they can throw them in their one of their flex spots. I mean, who the hell wants to throw two tight ends? Who wants to play two tight ends on a starting roster? But if you got a tight end that's, you know, coming out of nowhere, that's likely the team that's going to win. Yep, for sure. Assuming everybody stays healthy. But I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see different strategies, what people go, you know, last year was pretty predictable. What was going to go in the first round for the most part, because it was just a PPR. I think this one's going to be very unpredictable. It, it will be because I could see Hawkinson going on the first round. I could see, I could see someone reach. I mean, what's his face? Um, Patrick Donovan loves Kyle Pitts so much. Who knows? Maybe he'll go Kyle Pitts in the first round, you know, just 
Guys, I mean, these, probably. Uh, yes, taking these guys with these upsides. It, it will be interesting to see how many tight ends outside of the quarterback position. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you guys this outside of the quarterback position, the first two rounds, what's the next highest pick group? Is it going to be wide receiver or is it going to be tight end in the first 24 picks? Let me think one second. Depends what you tell people. I mean, I'm only, I'm going to be the only person that takes a defense in my first three picks or first two picks. So that's one for the defense. I wish I was in draft. <laughs> and then uh, running back, you're going to have maybe three I, at most. I think it could be even. I think it could be four tight ends and four wide receivers and the rest be quarterbacks. Yeah. Something like that. The, the cool thing about this is you said you had 90-something signed up already. We're going to hope to push 150 this year. Yeah, and I bet not one person has done a draft in this settings. Right. So nobody's going to have like experience saying, "Oh, this is the way to go." No, everybody's going to be on the same playing field, and it's going to be, I don't know, I'm going to try this strategy, see if it works. Right. You got to do something to separate yourself. Yep. So, no, it should be fun. I, I'm excited. Right now, I don't have a strategy. Um, I try to do some mock drafts based off the settings. It's just so hard to do a mock draft when you're going against yourself in the computer because they just, they're just going to take best available. So it's real boring. I know I'm getting every time, but yeah, I, I've done the one quarterback or the two quarterbacks in the first three rounds on that back-to-back. -back. Done the one quarterback, tight end. I've even done two tight ends on the turn. It just, I don't know. I get some bad draft grades when I do the two tight ends on the turn. I'll tell you that. But whatever all right guys enough about mega bowl let's get into our rookie talk all right we're going to give you guys our top seven rookies but what i want to do is remind the listeners of our december's version of our top seven rookies and let me tell you it's changed it's changed dramatically um jake Yours, you have some good ones on here. I love yours. I want to see. I'm kind of interested to see how much yours changed. Mine hasn't changed that off, that much, other than maybe two or three. Eric, but you guys each don't have somebody that you're going to have in your. You guys never said Anthony Richardson, so obviously there's going to be some change. But so Jake, your top seven in a super flex. You had Stroud at number one, Hendon Hooker at number two, Jameer Gibbs at three. Bijan Mustard Robinson at four, Bryce Young at five, Jordan Addison at six, and JSN at seven. Eric, your top seven in Superflex. You had Bijan at one, Bryce Young at two, Stroud at three, Jameer Gibbs at four, QJ, Quentin Johnson at five, Jordan Addison at six, and then Joshua Downins at seven. You did I have some honorable mentions in Sean Tucker, Tank Bigsby, and Will Levis. And then my top seven in a one quarterback was Bijan at one, Gibbs at two, JSN at three, QJ at four, Tank Bixby at five, Jordan Addison at six, and then I had Sean Tucker at seven with some honorable mentions in Zach Evans, Chase Brown, Jalen Hyatt, and Michael Mayer. Guys, we none of us said Anthony Richardson. You guys bashed me. We're having JSN at three. 
as my top wide receiver. You guys said that was the stupidest play. So now I kind of want to see where you guys go with this. So Jake, in a super flex setting, who would you take at number one? Super flex? Super flex. Um, I'm still going Stroud here. Um, the Texans, uh, they, they, have a, they have a pretty decent uh, offense built around Stroud right now. It's not great. Um, I think he's still the best quarterback in the draft. Um, he, uh, the pure, purest quarterback in the draft, sure thing. Um, built for some success this year. Um, that's the, about the only reason I'd go over Young. I think Young has a lot of obstacles built on the roster that he's on. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Stroud. Stroud's shown up during camp so far. He's done well. I mean, it's camp. I mean, have you heard of very many quarterbacks or rookies that didn't have a good camp? Will Levis. <laughs> that's true. Will Levis. That's, that's the guy that I loved. All right, Eric, who do you have at one? You still going Bijan? Yeah, it's Bijan for me. I mean, I get picking a quarterback above him. I don't get C.J. Stroud. I'm just – I'm not on the C.J. Stroud train or whatever, but – yeah, I think Bijan has to be the pick here. I mean, he's probably going to be a top three running back this year, even in redraft. And he Where went else? into such a – I mean, yeah, we don't know about Desmond Ritter, but you want to talk about going into a good situation where they're going to run the ball like crazy and they want to use him all over the field. It, it was the – I wanted him to be a Dallas Cowboy so bad, but – you know, having Bijan in one of my leagues, he, it's perfect if he can stay healthy. Right. I love the landing spot for him, but I, I still don't get it. Why? For all the needs that Atlanta has, and Tyler Algier had a great rookie year. They still have Cordell Patterson, who's 38 years old on the team. Why would you spend the eighth pick on Bijan? I don't know, but I like where he fell. Because he's Bijan Robinson. Well, right. well, the real question is, Detroit at six, you knew you were going to take a running back. Why do you trade back and take right. Jameer Gibbs when you could have just taken Bijan right there? I mean, I love Gibbs. Maybe maybe they like Gibbs better. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of these other people that's on this podcast actually picked Gibbs over uh, Robinson. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if there was an NFL team that felt the same. I don't think an NFL team actually felt the same because I didn't see anybody pick him over. But all right, I'd be Jeanette one. I got nothing else to say. He was my number one to start with. I mean, I, I listened to a lot of super flex. I mean, at number one, the consensus is Bijan, but the only other person I ever hear is Anthony Richardson. I I know you guys will talk about him, but I'll just stay, say he's got the highest ceiling, but I would say he has the lowest floor. Out of the three top quarterbacks we're going to talk about. I disagree. All right. Jake, what do you have at two? Dead hooker. Um, Bijan jumps up for me based off of landing spot and investment that they put into him. Um, you know, if they would have went, if he would have dropped in the second round or, you know, fell to the Cowboys or something, I probably would have dropped him out of my top seven altogether. Um, but uh, Atlanta's like one of the best landing spots you could have got at. They are fully committed to him, drafting him eighth overall. Um, you you got to 
you got to put Bijan up there in the, the top two. All right, Eric. I got Anthony Richardson. And my thing is, <clears throat> I don't think that he has the lowest floor. I think he has the highest floor simply for the fact of his rushing. And the Colts have even already said it, that even if he doesn't isn't throwing the ball or seeing the field well this year, they're going to lean on his legs. And you see what that does for Justin Fields last year or Lamar Jackson, who we've talked about for a long time at the beginning of the podcast. You get so many points off that rushing upside that even if he rushes for 50, 60 yards a game, he's going to be – he'll be quarterback 10, I think, at the worst. So he's, he's, my, he's my QB1 in this draft class for that simple fact and number two for me on the list. That you know, logic is just kind of, you know, hearing how you, you know, talked about Jalen Hurts last year, you know, his negative traits turn into positive traits for a player this year. It just, I just don't know how to process it. Jalen Hurts sucks. He is not. Jalen Hurts sucks. Jalen Hurts. Speak volumes. Coming out of college is a hell of a lot better quarterback than Anthony Richardson. He played yeah. on a way better yeah. team in a way better and, system with Lincoln Riley. And he did it in Alabama too. He could actually, he actually, in I Alabama. am not a Hertz guy, but Anthony Richardson did nothing in college. I agree. Yeah. I, how you talk yourself into Anthony Richardson, Eric, is beyond me. I, I don't know. Like you're but, the last person. Eric, I'll I defend thought. you. I'll defend you. If you talk about somebody that has probably the highest ceiling, you had to do it. You have to, if you're going to invest in a quarterback and you want to go for it, he's got the legs. And if you can just keep the, I mean, they got Pittman, they got Pierce, they got Downs now, you got JT. And they got the Eagles offensive coordinator. You know, there he, weren't many worse situations in college football than playing at Florida and how bad his wide receivers were, how bad his coach was, what? everything around him. You just told me to take Justin Shorter, and I took Justin Shorter, and that was his college court wide receiver. Like I said, I didn't know anything about Justin Shorter. I just told you, you he was playing did. for Buffalo. I did this oh, live. Wow. live, live. I listened to you. I even let you pick one, two, or three between the three guys, and that's where Justin Shorter. Wow. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, later. My number two, Jameer Gibbs, going to the Detroit Lions. They spent the high draft capital. I, I pay attention to draft capital. I think he's going to get, he's going to, he is the next pass catcher, pass catching stud. And he might be better than any pass catcher we have in the league. And that's saying a lot with Kamara, that Christian McCaffrey, Gibbs can just flat out run every route. Um, I know they signed David Montgomery in the off season to a bigger contract. So Montgomery's still going to get work in that offense, but you don't draft. Don't you think that helps him? Where I think that's going to help him. That, it's going to help play save that slot. Yeah, because you can play both guys on the field. They now, don't need to have as many touches. You're gonna, you're gonna have to rely on him catching the ball, because he's probably going to get ten touches a game, which in a running back, since that's that's not that many, and ten touches I think is asking they a are lot out of Gibbs. They are catchers, but he's a home run threat. Like he's just so explosive. He's so fast. This team is going to be fast once Jameson Williams comes back. Like, I don't know. It, it's going to be fun watching Detroit. And then when's the last time we've ever said Detroit is fun watching? 
maybe back when never Kelvin Johnson. I mean, it was that even fun. I mean, my childhood, my one of my favorite NFL players is Barry Sanders. That's probably the last time I've had fun watching Detroit. Yep. So, I don't know, Jameer Gibbs. I mean, it's those two are the top two running backs. Yeah, it should be fun. Jake, who's your three? Let's let's kind of move faster through these. I'll I'll go quicker. Yep, Grace Young. Uh, just he's one one overall. You know, Carolina really likes him. I think, you know, of all the quarterbacks that go into that situation in, in Carolina, I think he's the one that could come out and be success, be successful out of it. Um, but, you know, in Superflex, you got to go Bryce Young at number three. Yep. Eric? Um, same thing, Bryce Young, number three. I think he's in the best, second best situation of the, of the quarterbacks that got drafted. Um, his intangibles are just really good. So, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the Steph Curry of this draft, as they yep. say. My number three, still Jackson Smith and the Jigba. My top three are still the same across the board as in December. People are starting to buy the the dip on JSN that I've been I've been harping on. The guy is extremely talented. He's extremely quick, such a great route runner. He did go in a situation where you got Lockett and Metcalf ahead of him, and they like to run the ball with Charbonnet and Walker. But I just think he's a stud. I, I he's He's going to get Metcalf is going to get the cornerback uh, one on him, and then you're going to leave Jackson Smith Jigba running the slot with a slot corner. He should see a lot, a lot of targets this year. So he's my clear. He's. I think these first three guys are in tiers of themselves. Gibbs or Bijan is tier one. Gibbs is tier two. Jackson Smith is tier three, and then there's a chunk of tier fours after that. So Eric or Jake, who's your four? I'm going Gibbs. Um, you know, same reason that you, you guys were talking about and we touched on, uh, I'm dropping him below Robinson based off of his situation in, for the lions. And like you said, you know, he might be getting 10 touches a game where Robinson's going to be getting 20 something. So, but still very valuable player, um, especially long-term. Eric, four. I got Stroud at four. Um, super flex. So you have to bump them quarterbacks up. He's my last of the big three quarterbacks. And uh, I just, I don't like his situation in Houston. And that's really it. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. My five right now, or my four right now, I took Jordan Addison. He moved up on my list. He was six last time. He's up to number four. The crappy part about him is it's crappy and good. He goes to Minnesota. He's never going to be the alpha. Justin Jefferson, that's his spot. But like I said about Jackson Spencer Jigba, he's going to get the cornerback too. And Addison can run routes. He's quick. He's got great hands, great route runner. And who else is going to see targets other than Jefferson? Hawkinson? Okay, but somebody's got to fill that Thielen role. And I think Jackson Smith, out of all wide receivers this year, my prediction is Jordan Addison has the most receptions and the most yards. He's the top wide receiver this year in this receiver group. So, all right, Eric. Or wait, Um, Jake, who's your five? uh, Are we on five? Five right now? Yep. Uh, I'm going Anthony Richardson. If I'm at five, I'm going to take him. Not going to like it, but in a super flex you have to take a chance at five with the player like that, with the investment they have on him, that he does turn out um, and is productive. 
I agree. Eric? I'm going Gibbs here at five. Behind the big three quarterbacks and Bijan, I think he's the top overall player. He's in a tier above the rest of the guys. Him and JSN and Bijan, I think, are that, that top tier, just like you said, Derek. So, yeah, Gibbs is my guy here. I think in that offense, David Montgomery, you could say he helps him. I think anybody, even I think even a Jamal Williams would help him. Just anybody to kind of take away a little bit of that ground and pound up the middle work. That way, you know, you can bring him in, beat up the defense a little bit, and then let him just run circles around him. He's going to catch five, six passes a game, I think, and he might break one a game. So, yeah, he's my number five. My five is Quentin Johnson. Um, He's probably the only prototypical wide receiver, alpha wide receiver that was drafted early this year, and he's the there's been there's four wide receivers taken in the first round and he's going into a good situation i mean keenan he's at went to the chargers he's married now to justin herbert keenan allen what maybe has one more year left in him mike williams he never stays on the field if he can just develop develop some rapport with justin herbert the sky's the limit now we question his route running he can't just run deep every single play but i think they'll help him i i don't expect much year one. I mean, Jordan Palmer is still on the team, but man, if he can just develop Quentin Johnson, this guy's a ceiling with that guy. Yep. So, all right, Jake, who's six? Um, I'm going Jordan Addison. Um, I, I, I do like his situation. I, I've liked him since he was in college at Pitt at USC. He's got skills like OBJ uh, with playmaking skills. Uh, I think that he plays his role well for the Vikings. I think I agree with you. I think he has a very successful season with receptions um, playing that slot receiver. Uh, Jordan Addison. People forget he was the national wide receiver of the year two years ago. He had an injury. Yeah, he played with Caleb Williams last year at USC. You would expect his numbers to be a lot better than what they were, but he dealt with injuries all season. And USC has quite a few weapons. Like I think I don't know. They have like five stud wide receivers next year or something like that. They all could be drafted. He, he was still able to showcase his skills, though. I, right. Right. Well, he's I, I didn't watch very many of the games, but when I did, when he was out there, I'm like, this guy's a pro. Yeah, he's special. Eric? I got JSN here at six. Um, for all the reasons you said before, Derek, he's going to eat up that middle of that field. He's never going to face the number one because DK is going to. I think this – if anything, it puts a hit to Tyler Lockett the most. Tyler Lockett has been Mr. Consistent. He's 30 years old. He's every year, everybody he keeps getting dropped down to wide receiver 40s probably, <clears throat> and he always produces as a top 20 wide receiver. But I think this is the year he finally falls off because it's, it's going to be DK and hitting JSN underneath. And then they got two running backs. They want to both get them involved. But JSN is just – route running machine he's there there's no one close to him in the route running he won't beat you top end i get it but those big plays aren't going to be there but he might have 12 targets a game and 10 catches so Lockett is wide receiver 26 and jackson smith Najigba is wide receiver 41 if they're both on the clock who are you taking jsn i am Lock it. Okay. Lock it. Lock it. 
I think it would be a tough. I don't think there's that 15 pick gap that they're. I mean, how many here. years do you have to go? How many years do you have to go, you know, betting against Lockett before you're just like, he's just going to do his thing? Right. Yeah, I've, I've been an anti Lockett for a long time. So have I. <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting. All right, my six. I still, I won't have a quarterback in this since it's a one quarterback sure. league. I'm going Dalton Kincaid. I'm going to take the the high draft capital. I draft capital is one of my number one things. Pay attention to that because usually it pans out. Tight end is such a hit or miss, especially in the drafts. I mean, there's a lot of tight ends that have been drafted in the first round, but you want to talk about the first round that I haven't hit. But he's going into a good situation. Yeah, they have Buffalo as Dawson Knox, but. Buffalo is not going to waste this high of a pick on a player they don't expect to use all over the field. He's not a very good pass blocking tight end, but you got Knox on the field. Just line Kincaid in the slot. I mean, Von Miller has already gushed about how great this kid is and what he's showcasing so far. So I'm hoping Dalton Kincaid can become that guy. I own him in a lot of leagues, so I'm hoping so. But he's a tight end. It's You can't expect anything year one. Jake, who's your final guy? Uh, my final guy is JSN. I have him lower than Jordan Addison, I, based off of the fact that I don't see see I don't see Geno Smith repeating what he did last year. I see him as um, around you know QB fifteen. Uh, Seattle invested in more running backs. Uh, Carroll likes to run the ball. They're going to run the piss out of the ball. There just won't be enough to go around for JSN to be that fantasy relevant yeah eric i had quentin johnson as my number seven i have him just ahead of jordan addison i could see it both ways but if we're talking dynasty and who you want to build around he is locked in with justin herbert and i think there's an outside chance that he could be the top wide receiver for la this year mike williams is already dealing with back injury they're talking about how good qj is doing in the in training or in the OTAs that they already had, Keenan Allen's what 31 years old. He is the future for LA, so I think he has to be in the top seven somewhere. Yeah, my final one. I kind of have two players because I wasn't sure to take because it depended on my team situation. I had running back Devon A. Chain and also Zay Flowers, and the reason I had Zay Flowers. He's got a first-round draft capital, and he's with <clears throat> Lamar Jackson. Somebody's got to catch passes. OBJ is not going to be there very long. He's old, can't stay healthy. And then we're not sure what Bateman actually is. So Zay Flowers, I can see them using all over the field. But Devon A-Chain is a guy that I'm excited about. And the other reason I'm hesitant on putting him square away right here is because Miami keeps talking about, well, Delvin Cook keeps talking about Miami. And if he goes there, signs a two-, three-year deal, I think his, his – his overall status takes a huge hit, but talk about a, a rocket that they can just ignite. That'd be a chain with Waddle and Tyreek. Holy fast. I mean, I don't know. Could be exciting. Could be fun to watch. So, so, and I, I want to throw this out. Some players that have really been moving up in the last month or two, Roshan Johnson has shot up draft boards, you know, since, Immediately right after the draft, the NFL draft, you probably could get him late second. He's going first round in a lot of drafts right now. Same with Kendry Miller, another guy that you could get middle second. People are starting to buy the dip on Kendry Miller. He's definitely shot up. And then a guy I had wrote down was Anthony Richardson. I mean, even in one quarterback leagues, 
he's sometimes going as the fifth overall pick. He just went as the fifth overall pick on Saturday. Actually, in two of my, three of my one quarterback dynasty leagues, all three of them, I think he went fifth overall. So, yeah, people are just trying to take that high upside. All right, real quick. We wanted to end this with some rookie sleepers that you can get late in your drafts that we think you guys should try to try to scoop up if they're available or try to draft late. You know, if you're still in rookie drafts or people that you could potentially look at this season helping out. So I don't care who goes first. Eric, how about you go first in this? Give me your, your first guy. I'll throw one out. So this guy went, we are in a, Jake and I are in a 14 team super flex dynasty. And this guy went in the fourth round pick nine. Puka Nakua, or however the heck you say his last name. Yeah, Nakua. Is it right? He's on my list, baby. Keep going. <laughs> Keep preaching. And uh, so he went to uh, with Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and them guys at the Rams. Allen Robinson's gone, so I don't know that he's going to slot right into the wide receiver two role. With Van, they got Van Jefferson there, and I know that they they really like him, trying to take the top off the defense, but. He's a guy that is a big-bodied receiver who could get involved pretty early or if not by midseason. So he's a guy that you can take basically for free in any draft. Maybe not, maybe not even draft him and pick him up on waivers is most likely probably what would happen and might be beneficial down the stretch in a redraft league. So he's my, he's my first guy on my list. So I, I'll Jake, I'll just jump in because I have, uh, <clears throat> I have him on my list. So he's a guy that – Twice I've got him off waivers after the drafts. And these are drafts that happen immediately right after the NFL draft. But now that the rookie mini camp and mandatory camp has already happened and Cooper Cup and Sean McVay just constantly praising this guy, the work that he's done and what he showed, he's going to fourth rounds now. You, you, you can't just scoop him up. He's going to fourth rounds, if not late third rounds. I mean, he's 6'2", 205. He's got the prototypical build. He was productive in college, you know, BYU just even handed them the ball. A lot of reverses, you know, any way to get in the ball. And you look at his competition, he's got, yeah, Cooper Cup. But Jefferson's coming off an injury. And what has Jefferson really ever done? He's had some flashes. Are we really betting on Tutu Atwell? Skronrick, whatever he's, Ben Skronrick, whatever you say his name. You know, McVay loves his white, white wide receivers, so maybe he gets still some playing time, but... I'm not betting on any of those three outside of Cooper Cup. And Cup is 30. He's going to play his age 30 season. So, hey, a guy that you can get very late. Free. Why not? Yeah. I mean, why not? So, Jake, what do you got? Uh, I uh, got a lot of people, if you follow, you know, college sports or, you know, you're looking at Dynasty, you probably recognize the name as uh, Kayshawn Belt. You know, a very popular Kayshawn. name, LSU. Uh, Kayshawn Butte. Keishan Boutte. Okay. Uh, that's my man. Like right. Third rounds of dynasty drafts. Uh, you know, there's questions about his health and uh, his knee. Uh, but I, yeah, I watched some of the OTAs, uh, some tape on them. I know they're not, you know, it's not live, live. Uh, they're in pads or anything, but he looks good. Uh, I think he's worth taking a shot on if he's still in the third round. Yeah. So I, I said this before on the podcast, and I think when we talked about the rookie 
draft or rookie talk last time. I said Keishan Butte is my is my guy. Like he's the guy I planned to flag on. He was right there with Jackson Smith and Jigba going into last season as the top wide receiver rookies that that would be coming out of this draft. And then he just had a crappy 2022-2023 campaign with LSU. And now you can get him late fourth, if not sometimes early fifth. Like he is completely falling. He went from a first round talent to people just don't want him. But there are two lottery tickets, I would say. I call them lottery tickets. And the reason I do, like you could spend a dollar on them, which I'd say like a fourth round pick, fifth round pick is basically a dollar. But they can win you the lottery. And Keishan Boutte is one. He's got the, he's, he has the alpha belt. He has the alpha ability. But he's also one that you spend a dollar and you get nothing out of return. You just completely miss on that lottery pick. So I'll go again. My other, my other lottery ticket is Tank Dell. Tank Dell, the last two years in college football, has led the league in receptions, yards, and touchdowns in Houston. Only problem is he's 5'8", he's 165 pounds. He did go to Houston with C.J. Stroud. And the reason I do like that is because C.J. Stroud told the Houston Texans to draft him in the third round, which means he's going to be on the field. Stroud wants him on the field. He's fast, he's electric, he ran a 4.49, but he has elite 10 and 20 yard splits. I mean, we're talking like some of the fastest splits to get off the ball, to separate. Um, but once he gets the ball in his hands, he's electric. He's a he's a home run threat. He can run all the routes. Yeah, it's just his size. If he just was a little bit bigger, but Tank Dell showed out on the senior bowl. He's that's all he's done is just proved everybody wrong. So like I said, lottery ticket. Yeah, Tank Dell went in our the second round of our draft that yeah. as a reach. Um you know, if it's late, like you're saying, I totally agree with you, but I would Second. say on average, it's going mid, mid third to fourth round. Yeah, the the second is kind of a reach. So, Eric, what do you got for your second, Larson? I got three more running backs, but I'll just give your. I'll, we're going to give say, our top uh, three. We'll give our top three. What's that? We'll give our top three if you have anybody. If you have three people, I got three of them. So I got. Zach Evans, Sean Tucker, and Dwayne McBride. And the reason why I list all three of them is because none of the three have a star running back in front of them. There's not a lot of competition in either one of their backfields. They're both they're all three third round picks in our super flex draft. One was the 302, 309, and one 311. So they all were studs in college but they all fell for a little bit for some reason, basically that they didn't get drafted higher. And uh, like Dwayne McBride, Dalvin cook's gone now. So who's the lead guy there? Alexander Madison. He's never been the lead guy ever. And he's 25. Like, can he handle a full workload? Who knows? But <clears throat> Sean Tucker, he got, he was found a, what a heart condition or something like that in the pre-draft process. Otherwise he was probably going to be a, a day two pick in the NFL draft. He fell until well. He was was he a free agent pickup or did he get drafted? UFA. Yeah. Free agent. And, and Zach Evans. He's got you know Achilles comeback star Cam Akers and what Sony Michelle in front of him. Otherwise, he's the next guy in line for what was a high scoring team when Matt Stafford was healthy. So yeah, those are just three running backs that you could take late shots on. I feel and you're gonna get them all at the same time. 
you know, all three of those guys are getting drafted around the same time. And some of them are getting reached real early, but it's because of the upside. I mean, Sean Tucker, like we talked about last off, we both had him in our top seven. He was looked at right up there with right behind. He was not in the gives and the Bijan talk, but he was right there with Charbonnet. You know, even Zach Evans was right there. So he's got the talent. It's just the heart condition scared people. So Jake. I got Puka Nasua. Uh, oh, why didn't you just join us on our we talk? We talked about him. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> That's the first person we each talked about. Sure. That's what I got. <laughs> I like him. He's good. <laughs> you like his name or what? I'm glad. I'm glad all three of us said him though, because I I really he's just got a hell of an upside to him. Yeah. Well, again, I pick, I'm not saying someone he's else. Be a stud or be good. Or yeah. Say somebody else. What do you got? This one isn't like a reach, but I think he's falling later in drafts than he should. And that's, uh, no, what's his first name? Jonathan Mingo. Uh, I, I think second. He, you, you know, what's that? He's yeah. a second round pick. He's not a sleeper. Yeah. I know right. he's not a sleeper. All right. All right. I'd right. bring up someone else as somebody that I think, I think when you have, you know, the, that read that's getting drafted for, by the Packers and he's going before Mingo. Um, Zay Flowers, you know, I think, you know, in a draft that's full of slot receivers, he's your true, you know, outside wide receiver. Um, when it's 6'2, uh, he's the only guy that Young has to throw to really in that offense. I, I see that, I see him having a lot of production this year. I, I see him having first round talent production yeah. this year. I think a lot of people will follow you on that too. I mean, he's a second-round pick. He's He's got draft capital, so. Yeah, I agree. I, I like Jonathan Mingo. Actually, I just drafted him in my my dynasty draft, and a guy ahead of me accidentally drafted Michael Mayer. So he traded me Mayer and Kadarius Tony for Mingo, <laughs> who he could have drafted one yeah. pick earlier. So, yeah, people love Mingo. I mean, like yeah, I said, you're, he's, you're he's got an alpha. Your leagues seem a lot easier than the leagues that I'm in, Derek. You kind of, kind of like the Mega Bowl. How you talk about easy, and I, I don't know if you've made the playoffs yet, and I made it all three years. I think he's referencing the trades that people just give you players for nothing. Yeah, we, we don't can't get trade. Really. We can't trade. Talk about Eric. I've got you a lot of trades, man. I've got you a lot of trades. You got me a lot of trades from Eric too. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not the not the Devo Samuel one. That was we're never that gonna grant that. All right. So my final one. That's my best trade I made so far. All right. So my final player. Um, I kind of have a man crush on this guy, and I don't know why. And it's Evan Hull. Evan Hull was a day three pick by the Colts. It's behind Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's got a lot of miles on him. He's 24, gonna be going on 25. He kind of had an injury plagued year. But Evan Hull, outside of Bijan Ra, actually next to Bijan Robinson had the best combine 510 209 he's only 22 years old ran a 447 he's got a three down skill set and he is probably the best pass catching back outside of Jameer Gibbs in this draft but he's a bowling ball he's got good contact he's just one of the purest he had the best production in college one of the best production in college for pass catcher he's not going to start over JT that's that's not what I'm getting at but if JT goes down, you got Moss, Zach Moss, you got Deion Jackson. 
I mean, Jackson did all right, but he's not hes not a back that's going to be able to hold up. Zach Moss, we've seen what he is. Evan Hull, you can get him probably late fourth, if not early fifth, and he's a guy I think is going to be the RB2 on that team And by the time the season starts, and you can get him for pennies on the dollar. I, I think that's, you know, when you're talking about sleepers, we said a lot of guys that we like, but really those sleepers are going to be running backs that are second or third string handcuffs for stud players right. that end up, you know, the RB1 gets hurt, next guy up, and all of a sudden they're the hottest thing since it's right. spread. Yep. Eric, you got one more? No. Well, I do, but I don't know how many you want to give, but you can... I just had another one of Michael Wilson. He went in the fourth round of our draft, and he's in Arizona. He was uh, wasn't spectacular in college, but again, he's a guy like Puka Nakua, who is just a big-bodied receiver, um, really knows the game, and all he has in front of him is Hollywood Brown. Besides Hollywood Brown, who is a lot smaller receiver, there's nobody else. There's there's Rondale Moore, who can't stay healthy, and he's a slot guy, and then Greg Dortch, who was like the second coming of Jesus last year when he was playing. I think he, I think he had like three or four weeks of top top 20 wide receiver play and nobody's ever heard of him. So if Michael Wilson could fall into that role and be better than him um, for a fourth round rookie pick, be free in any draft too. I'm, I'm avoiding the all Arizona Cardinals for the next three years. You don't want, you don't want to have a pass catcher that Clayton Toon or Colt McCoy is throwing to next year. No. You don't want somebody in two years that Caleb Williams is thrown to? I mean, there's a lot. I mean, they could get Caleb Williams, but there's a lot more problems on that team than next year when they grab Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. There's a lot of problems on on Houston's team, and you think CJ Stroud is the best thing in the draft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I hate. So you brought up Michael Wilson that you got him in the fourth round. Now, let's give the viewers a little context. You guys did it before Hopkins was cut. Right. So now, like, for instance, where I'm in this just finished a rookie draft and, you know, most of my drafts, he's going in the fourth round. Well, he went early third. Actually, I think he went at the 212 pick, maybe 211. Because, I mean, who else do they have? Hollywood Brown has not ever showed that he can put it all together. He has these moments, but... Do we trust in Rondell Moore? Do we trust in Greg Dorsch? And Michael Wilson, they drafted him pretty damn high for a guy that hasn't done anything. He just has the built. He's got the prototypical body and the size. So somebody's got to catch passes, whether yep. it's from. Colt they're going to be playing from behind team. a lot, so they're going to throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a year I want James Conner, I'll tell you that. You know, you know how we, you know, it's always, we bring this up a lot. We say it a lot. Someone's got to catch the passes. Well, everyone's been saying that about the Ravens for like the last five years. No one's catching, we haven't. It's catching passes. Because they can just run the ball 800 times. Yeah. Just, like, so, you know, everyone's like, someone's got to catch passes. Well, sometimes nobody well, does. Here's the difference. Ravens can stay in games and still run the ball because their defense is so good. Sure. sure. Arizona's going to have the worst defense in the NFL, and it's not even close. And they possibly could have the worst offense. So you're not going to be running the ball as a rookie coach, a new yeah. coach. You got to at least show that you want to win. 
So this isn't me trying to make a point or anything. I'm just genuinely curious, you know, who was catching the ball with Colt McCoy at quarterback? Was there, you know, they were still kind of in games too, I guess. Um, but wasn't Chosen Anderson catching all the passes? Robbie Anderson or Robert Anderson? Vince Connor is a guy every year is just like Tyler Lockett. Everybody hates on him, and he still does good. Sure. But you're right. I don't want to. I don't want to take a gamble on him this year. But I think everybody's going to say that he's going to fall to the sixth, seventh, eighth round. He'll be just like a top fifteen running back. That'll be totally worth yep. everything. Yep. Yeah, By Keontae Ingram. That's all I'm gonna say. By Keontae Ingram. Backup running back. He just couldn't play it. last year. He did well when he got on the field. He was just a rookie. Give him time. Yeah, hurt right away. All right. You guys have anything else you want to say for episode three? We thought this was going to be a, or episode 23. We thought this was going to be a short podcast. Yeah, I've been <laughs> Once we get going, once we get going, it gets, we get talking a little bit. And you guys have anything? Not that I could think of. I don't even know what we're doing for next week's episode. Nope. But uh, we're heading into a holiday we'll weekend. Again. Yeah, we're heading into a holiday weekend. We haven't decided if next Monday if we're going to have a podcast or not available, maybe we'll do one earlier or later on this week and just release it Monday morning. But yeah, we're, we're looking forward to hearing some feedback. If you guys have topics you want to hear, if you have trades that you want us to discuss, if you have, you know, rookie drafts coming up or draft questions that you have, send it our way. Like we want to be here to help you guys. We want to be a resource. It's fun for us. Like we absolutely enjoy it. At least I do. I'll speak for myself. Um, but pretty soon we're going to get start getting into really heavy mega ball talk, you know, come August when the draft is going to come up, we'll probably do a, a mock draft, bring in some of our mega ball players, uh, have them join the episode and do a mock draft with us based on this year's settings, just to kind of see how it looks, get the viewers. Cause I'm sure people are going to be start mock drafting here soon. I know I've done a couple mock drafts just cause I'm bored and I love mock drafting. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start bringing some content. We're going to go a little redraft and a little dynasty. We're going to go back and forth, uh, but we have that capability now. So like I said, reach out to us. We're here to, we're here to help out and we want to make this as fun as possible for you guys to listen to. So Eric, Jake, thanks for joining us. It was fun uh, from all of us and the new mega fantasy football podcast. This is episode 23. And as a wise man once said, where do your mother? See you.